and welcome to the Good Robot Andes Season 10 episode. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. And what made me him. giggle the m- more than whatever you're doing <laughs> was when you weren't doing anything. And I was just yeah, waiting for it. You're waiting for it then, aren't you? Season 10, episode yeah. 12. Ooh. My name of the Good Robot Andes. Do we say that? How do we do this? My name is Andy, and and this is my name is. You give your full name. My name is Andy Balam, and this is. Is this like the? Uh, is this like the um, Trouble at Mill sketch in Monty Python? <laughs> You're going to come in again. <laughs> my name is Andy Balam, and this is Andy Cockerill, and we are the Good Robot Andes. I don't normally say that, do I? So I guess I say it at the beginning. Uh don't know. Um. And the thing that we're going to talk about... Why, why is this so bad? The thing we're going to talk about this evening is... Uh, it's a movie. Uh-huh. And it's called Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. And I'm not going to attempt to guess what it is purely based on the title, because I'm afraid the title gives me too much information already. It too Much too much information, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. so why don't we just plough straight in to Evil Dead Rise? Well, let's plough straight in, yeah. Okay, so... This is a 2023 um, American supernatural horror film written and directed by Lee Cronin. It's the fifth installment in the Evil Dead film series. What? Yep. The fifth. Okay. So hold on. So there's Evil Dead. There's Evil Dead 2, which is essentially a remake of Evil Dead. And that's the one you've seen. Kind of a remake, but not really a remake. Yeah, kind of like like almost a reboot. Yes, almost. It it certainly borrows. Obviously, it's got one of the same act. Bruce Campbell Mm -hmm. features in Evil Dead Two. The plot is similar, but not the same. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it, at the point when Evil, the original Evil Dead, sort of takes off with him being possessed. Evil Dead Two goes in a completely different direction. Okay, okay, which is quite interesting. So yeah, Evil Evil Dead Two is the one you've seen, probably, probably. Then there's yeah. Evil Dead 3 with the book. Army of Darkness. Yeah. I, where he goes back in time. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not great. Some people really like it, but I, I've seen it once, and I thought, this is not good. Mm, my, that's uh, that's approximately my impression. Yeah, this is not good. It's like too much slapstick, not enough Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great. Yeah, I think I guess Evil Dead Two really walked the line of being a comedy, but but really being viscerally scaring, scary. Yes, yeah. And three and went a, 15, a bit comedy, which is quite a surprise. Right. Yeah, um, it was scary. Then there was a long lull, a long lull in which lots of sequels, prequels, new movies were mooted, but never happened. Right. Okay. And then finally, in 2013, uh, a movie called Evil Dead came out. Not The Evil Dead, just Evil Dead. Okay. <clears throat> and I heard, I, I think I saw a trailer and thought, that doesn't look very good. Yeah, directed by F- Fede Alvarez, I felt that it lacked a sense of humour right. entirely. Right. And was too sadistic. Okay, okay. You know, it could have been any. Like slasher film right. with possession in. It wasn't Evil Dead enough, basically. Was it a bit more Saw then? Yes, right. very much so. I haven't seen yeah, Saw, it, so I yeah. don't know. I quite like that, but right. I'm not really a ke- not really a big fan of like mutilation films, mm-hmm. which is basically what the Saw films mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. 
But I do quite enjoy the twisty, turny okay. plot stuff okay. going on in them. Okay. Um, so I didn't like Evil Dead very much. So it's taken them 10 years to... Well, actually, no, it hasn't really, because there's been three series of a thing called Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, what was that? Was that on Disney Plus? I saw that the other day. It's on Netflix, I think. Which is actually really good. Okay. So, so that has Bruce Campbell in, plus a couple of, um, uh, like, what am I thinking of? Like, Scooby Gang type characters. Okay. Along for the ride. Sounds terrible. Um, No, it's good. It's really good. It's full on Evil Dead in a TV show. Okay. I'm surprised you can sustain that, but. Yeah. Yeah, Evil Dead, Ash vs. Evil Dead is good. <clears throat> and then whilst that was out, there were there was talk of making another film. Mm-hmm. And then finally, this one, Evil Dead Rise, right. comes out. That's the plural of rye, presumably. <laughs> Evil Dead Rye Bread, yes. <laughs> um, so, the film stars Lily Sullivan and Alyssa Sutherland as two estranged sisters trying to survive and save their family from deadites. Mm-hmm. Of course. I remember the, of course. the, the phrase yes. deadites. So the film's <clears throat> development was preceded by scrapped plans for direct sequels to Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and a fourth season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So that's why it took so long okay. to come out with another movie. Because they couldn't work out um, what to do. Yeah. Basically. So by October 2019, Sam Raimi announced that a new film was in development with Rob Tappert, who was the original producer. Sam Raimi's the original director. Yes. So this is the the original team. Right. Uh, Raimi and Bruce Campbell executive producing Uh and Cronin writing and directing the project. Okay. And New Line Cinema, the first film's distributor, was announced as a production company involved. And principal photography took place in New Zealand from June to October 2021. New Zealand seems appropriate to the yeah uh, insane edge of absolutely yes. So it was originally set to premiere on HBO Max, which is a streaming service, but Warner Brothers opted to release it theatrically after it tested very positively. Mm. Uh, it premiered at South by Southwest in March 2023 and did very well. So it grossed over $146 million against a production budget of 15 to 19 making it the highest grossing film in the series. Really? Which is a bit of a surprise, yeah. I don't feel like I've, yeah. I'd really heard of it. It didn't... Although I did hear reviews of it, which were very positive, I don't think it got a really good... Um, publicity release, if, right. it's, if you see what I mean. It's surprising it made so much money then. Yeah, maybe it is it was, a surprise. Maybe it was more heard of in other countries. So, I do know that the that the movie Evil Dead from 2013 mm-hmm. was popular with you know a certain age demographic who's probably never seen the original films. Yeah. Can imagine. So it was popular in, in that way. Mm-hmm. So I guess a follow-up is going to be popular as well although this is a different proposition to that film yeah yeah it's a different proposition to that so um it has a very strong opening in that we see a cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. not not a like run down cabin quite a nice looking cabin Mm -hmm. next to a lake where um two cousins teresa and jessica and jessica's boyfriend caleb 
when a seemingly ill Jessica scalps her cousin <laughs> and decapitates Caleb before levitating above the lake. It's a really strong opening. <laughs> okay. It's basically it's basically setting out this is what's in store. <laughs> essentially. But but it's very, very strong. It's uh okay. it's it's full on. Sounds good. Basically. Sounds good. Yeah, it's full on. Um and then it says one day earlier. So we uh-huh. have a little mini flashback basically. Okay. To see how this came about. So hold on. So is the whole film yeah. then played out when we already know the ending or Yes. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one day earlier, upset at learning she is pregnant, guitar technician Beth visits her sister Ellie, who is a tattoo artist and a single mother to teenagers Danny and Bridget, and child Cassie. There's child endangerment in this film, mm-hmm. which raises the stakes quite a lot. In their home at Monday Apartments which is a condemned Los Angeles apartment complex. So we got a different setting entirely from every other Evil Dead Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't expecting it to leave the woods. Leaves the woods completely. Right. And the action takes place in this dilapidated, <clears throat> very nicely set-designed apartment complex, mm. mm-hmm. in which if you were to go and visit someone there, you would say... I'm going to leave now, and I suggest you go as well, mm. because this place isn't sanitary. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. grim. Pretty grim. Um, very nicely set-designed, uh, gloomy. Mm. The kind of place where deadites would hang out, right, right, basically. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and the building is shaken by an earthquake, while the children are in its basement parking lot, uncovering a concealed chamber. Wow. Danny, who's the boy, he's a boy, teenager, investigates it, discovering a religious artefact, three phonograph records from 1923. So these are the ones where you record it straight to a record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So only one side has grooves on. Right. And a book. A book. A book. That appears to be bound in human skin. (laughs) I wonder what it could be. um, Doesn't it, like, try and eat them or something and... It's got teeth, this book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about um, that. So it's uh, one of the three volumes of the Naturon de Monto. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first thing that this kid does is decide, well, I've got a record player. Yeah. So I'm going to play one of these records. That makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I probably would, actually, if I found I didn't know what was on it. Yeah, you absolutely would. Yeah. Uh, he starts playing it. He finds that it's at the wrong speed, mm-hmm. so he has to speed it up with his finger, which is kind of strange because it's not quite... It's like... This kind of thing going on. And he discovers it's from a um, a priest mm-hmm. who has been trying to decipher the contents of the book. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, never, whatever you do, play this record. Uh, well, yeah, because... Uh, you have to get. You have to listen to the last record to discover that. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, he's uh, he then starts to read from the book. Right, 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 right. You should never read no, from the book. You shouldn't read from no, the right. book. I mean, listen no. to the record. Yes, read from the book. Yes, no. Um, but I mean, the priest is reading from the book. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I'm and it's on the recording. And he reads from it, and then the mum, who is currently in the elevator 
gets attacked by the elevator. So, like, the cables come out of the walls and right. attack her. And she is now possessed by a deadite. Okay, okay. Um, she comes back to the apartment and things start to go rapidly wrong, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, they manage to lock her outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, hang on. No, sorry. Go, go back. Um, the building's power fails. Ellie is possessed by an unseen force in the elevator. Yeah, yeah. She returns to the apartment in a trance, menacingly threatens her family, and dies after pleading with Beth to protect her children. So in the way that people kind of return to themselves right, briefly yeah, yeah. when they're possessed, she says, protect my children. Um, they then find that the staircase has collapsed, the elevator is damaged, and they are unable to access the fire escape. Right. Before Ellie revives and attacks the family, wounding Beth and Bridget. She doesn't wound the kid, right. the, the, um, the young child. Um, they lock her outside the apartment, and she then pursues and kills all the neighbours, which we see through an eye hole. <laughs> I'm holding my hand up to my eye like an <laughs> eye hole. So we don't we don't see what's going on outside the apartment. Uh-huh. We only see what they're looking at through the eye hole. Okay, so we see okay. action take place. Right. People being tossed around like rag dolls. Right, and right, right. Someone firing a shotgun, which is very nicely done. Yeah, sounds good. It's good. Um, so she can't get in. Um, and then Danny confesses to his sister, oh, sorry, to his aunt, about recovering the book. Right. Um, and Ellie tricks Cassie into unlocking the door before attacking her, Oops. while Danny and Beth are distracted. Um, but they rescue her, they lock Ellie out. But then Bridget, who's the other kid, becomes possessed by her wound. She's got a wound on her arm. So, yeah, the Deadites are quite cunning sometimes, aren't they? They are cunning. Yeah. They're not like zombies. Um, I will say, actually, that the person who plays the mum, Ellie, uh-huh. her performance in this is really chilling right. and very evil dead. Right, 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 right. In that it's quite heightened. You know, yeah. it's... Um, I think it succeeds where the 2013 movie didn't succeed right. in that it was... I think what they tried to do with the 2013 movie is make it too grounded. Right. just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, this stuff is films, inherently right? ridiculous, yeah. and uh, you have to embrace that. Yeah. Um, so they really do embrace that in this, and I think you know the the business of having the records, which I suppose is similar to, they found a tape player, didn't they, in the original movie didn't and they? Evil Dead Two? Yeah, it's a reel to reel player. I don't remember. You know, it's so long since I've watched it. So he presses play, and he hears the professor talking about. There's a presence in the woods, right, yeah. and there's the book, and then he starts reading, Klaatu, Barada, Niktu, Klaatu, and then everything starts going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Beth listens to the third record to understand how to exorcise the Deadites, mm-hmm. but learns the priest failed and all his allies possessed. We then hear the words, the priest speaks the words that we want to hear, Full body dismemberment, which is, of course, something that gets read out on the tape player in Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Ash realises what he's got to do to beat them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the only people left now... Uh, so, Ellie infiltrates the apartment using the vents. Danny gets possessed. Um, and Beth gets... P- 
And uh, does Beth get possessed? No, Beth survives. Beth survives. So Beth and Cassie are the only survivors now. And they manage to get down in the damaged elevator. Right. Where they find in the basement a handy... Um, what's the machine that Peter Stormar feeds Steve Buscemi into in, a, in Fargo? Have you seen Fargo? I have seen Fargo. A wood chipper. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wood chipping machine. And I love Fargo. a chainsaw. Right. <laughs> so we're in Evil Dead territory yeah. here. Yeah. And Ellie tries to. Oh, yeah. So what happens next is there's a new creature that we've never seen before. Okay. It's like an amalgamation of all the possessed people in the building, mm-hmm. all molded into one. Mm-hmm. A bit like the thing, a bit like John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay, okay. It's like arms and legs and heads all poking out of it. It's really disgusting. There is a, this um, comes chasing after Beth and Cassie. There is a computer game. Yeah. I'm trying to remember whether it's Inside or the sequel to Inside. Okay. Spoiler alert, listener. Okay. Great game. I, but Inside is a great game, and the sequel to it is a great game, and I don't remember which is which, because it might be the sequel. Anyway, at the end, you... Um, you become something a bit like what you're describing. Oh, okay. You join into this mass of human thing that's turned into a ball with all these okay. bits of limbs and heads sticking out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. But I've, so there's some, I've now spoiled that bit for you. That does sound good. That does sound very good. There's some very nice physical effects on this film. Right, 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 right. And that's one of them. Right. This ball of... It, it reminded me of John Carpenter's The Thing mm-hmm. and also Society, a film right. that we talked about yeah. a long time ago. We talked about it quite a lot, yeah. Physical effects, when they're done well, are worth so much in yeah. terms of a visceral movie experience. Yeah. So this thing comes after Cassie and Beth and... Um, it, they almost managed to get Beth in into the chipper, but she escapes by using the chainsaw on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She then points to Cassie and says, Cassie, turn it on. <laughs> and Cassie throws the lever to turn the chipper on, mm-hmm. and then she basically pushes the creature <laughs> into the chipper. <laughs> that, that's not dismemberment. That's basically just pulverizing. Yeah. Pul- I mean, it pulverizing. counts, though, but yeah. It counts. It counts. Um, so we then... Uh, they manage to escape. We then find the person who was possessed at the beginning of the film in the cabin in the woods mm-hmm. arrives uh, later on to find this like destruction everywhere. Mm-hmm. She gets possessed, and then we figure out how the movie actually started. Right. This person got possessed in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an absolute blast with this film. Right. It was. It's shot in New Zealand. Yeah, right. It sounds which gives a it, little bit like I think, bad uh, taste. Uh, or. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that kind of feel. Uh-huh. I'd say it's still more serious minded than. I'd say it's got more in common with the first Evil Dead, yeah. the Evil Dead. Right, right, right. And that it's a more serious horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is what but, I like. I like it to walk the line. Yeah. I don't want it to be too silly. <clears throat> no, it's not too silly, but it doesn't have the lingering on detail on injury that the evil dead the evil dead from 2013 had right, which i right, found right. unpleasant 
Yeah. And I couldn't engage with it, really. Um, I had an absolute blast with it. I think the cast are really good. The story's pretty solid. Uh, I think that changing it to records instead of a tape is a cool idea. Um, And shifting the location from the woods to an apartment building that you can't escape from Mm. is a really good move. So does it not have ash in it? No ash right, right, right. at all. Right. I I watched the whole thing to see if there was a post-credit scene mm-hmm. with Bruce Campbell, and there isn't. Right. So it's a completely separate proposition from how interesting from those that he, films. Like they've had a successful series with him in. Yeah, yeah. And then they haven't put him in the film. No, he's not in it at all. So, but I really enjoyed it. It's it's good fun. Yeah, it sounds really good. I'd quite like to watch that. So here's uh, one question, because I like. I don't think there's any point in me asking any question about it being meaningful. What's it for? <laughs> but here's a question. Yes. I'm really looking for the next film to show my daughter. She really enjoyed Train to Busan. Uh, okay. I want. I desperately want to show her Alien, but I'm a bit worried it will still freak her out. Stuff living in your stomach. Um. So, could this... I've thought about Evil Dead 2. Could this be one to watch now, with her? when I was at your... I don't, I don't know if it was when I was at your place this year or when we went to see Dune, but we both watched the trailer for Evil Dead 2. And we were like, no. I wouldn't show that to my son. And he, he was over the age of 15 at that time. Yeah, um, Evil Dead 2, <clears> I, thought, I did think was a bit too extreme. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty extreme in places. Right. Yeah, I think it depends on how... Actually, I'm just going to see what's I mean, difficult it trying was to Busan is fairly extreme. We've also been watching um, a, a series on Netflix, South Korean series called All of Us Are Dead. I've heard of that. Um, yeah. It does go on. <laughs> Evil Dead Rises an 18. Oh, right, in that case, definitely not. Yeah, an and it definitely is It definitely is an 18. Right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah, we, we watched... Um, like I said, we watched All of Us Are Dead, and that has a surprising amount of um, injury and blood and gore. Yeah. Um, she seemed fine with it, but it's 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 not played for laughs, but it's done quite lightly. It's mostly about how they get, how the kids relate to each other, you know, and like who's who's turned into a psycho because they were bullied or whatever. You know? I have heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that show. The, each episode is an hour long, and there's okay. lots of episodes, and it's quite significantly long. It feels a bit. An hour. It feels a bit like there's. We, we've kind of given up on it. We haven't finished the first series. We've got right. a bit bored, I think. Have you watched Squid Game? No, well, we watched the beginning of the first episode, and my wife was like, "This is the same as all the other things." Right, and that was it. Right. Did you enjoy it? <coughs> I haven't seen it. Right, right, no, right. I'm looking forward to watching it at some point. I might watch it myself, but I think if I was going to watch something myself, I'd watch something a bit more grown up. Mm. It can yeah. never be so Series 7, Rise. The Contenders. Oh, what a film. Right, yes, thank you. That sounds to me like I would really like to watch Evil Dead Rise, but probably... Yeah, I think you would enjoy it. Probably not with the wife. Not unless she really enjoys... Gore and no, she doesn't really. Oh, there's a bit in this with a cheese grater. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm not sure I want to watch it. <laughs> Which, as somebody picked the cheese, as <clears throat> as <clears throat> possessed Ellie picks up the cheese grater, 
I thought, put that down. <laughs> put it down now. <laughs> but she didn't. <laughs> because that's one of my things. It's like, is it? you know, when you're doing parmesan yeah. or something and you catch your finger oh, on it. It's horrible. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. So that kind of effect, basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really good. Fun. good. What have you been watching lately? Um, we we went to see at the cinema, Asteroid City, ah, oh. the new film by Wes Anderson, which one of my wife's friends described to her before we went as the most Wes Anderson film that Wes Anderson has made. See, I thought that was the French Dispatch, but yeah, um, well, I would agree yeah. that before yeah. this film, the French Dispatch <laughs> was the most Wes Anderson film Wes Anderson film ever made. made. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah. I would say this one is more Wes Anderson even than the French Dispatch. Okay. Okay. Um, it's very so. We should explain a bit for listener if you're not familiar with Wes Anderson films. They're not really like any other film. They are um, beautifully shot with each. Almost every shot is is a fixed camera with a very carefully constructed backdrop where everything yeah, is... usually symmetrical. Yeah, very symmetrical. Yeah. Everything's lined up. Uh, there might be a really beautiful bit of perspective or everything might actually look 2D because it's kind of laid out so carefully. Yeah. And then the characters are kind of placed around it like, like um, porcelain like dolls. Like Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got all that going on. And then you've also got incredibly emotionally stilted characters or emotionally suppressed characters yeah so people speak dialogue in in a not very realistic way yeah and i'm generally i'm really against unrealism unrealism but this really works for me so let Mm. me say i really enjoyed asteroid city i found it but maybe it's because i've moved on or maybe because it's got more uh, the plot flows but uh, sometimes with with anderson i'm like Oh, I'm enjoying this, but I don't really know why I'm here. With this, yeah. I there was a plot which I cared about the characters, um, and it was just so funny. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, and just be, and still beautiful and quite poignant. Because um, I think that was missing from uh, the French it Dispatch. Was, it wasn't funny enough. Yeah, me. I really liked it. So. Um, I would recommend it. Oh, we appear to have lost connection. Your I'm just going to try and reconnect. Oh, you're back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. I can hear the traffic in the background. One, two, one, two. One, two. I'm back. You're back. I had a... Yeah, you've got red on your connection there. I've got red on me, yeah. And I dropped out completely then. So I think we had a... Jitsi had a moment then. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be working. If it's working okay for you, it's working okay for me. Yep, it's fine now. Um, I think that was one of the problems with um, the French Dispatch. It wasn't funny enough. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt with the French Dispatch, it was a beautiful thing to watch, and I was already somewhat tuned in 
to the way he makes movies. So I appreciated how far he'd taken it and stuff like that. Um, but I have no idea what happened. I don't know no, memory no of idea. it at all. Whereas, uh, like I say, I felt like I, there was a plot and I cared about the characters um, in Asteroid City. And uh, I really enjoyed meeting all these. There are lots of different quirky characters. Yeah. The um, They're meeting up for a like science prize. So it's the kids who are win- who are winning prizes and their parents. So all the kids are really weird. All the parents are really weird. You know, it's <laughs> excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Good, highly recommended. Yeah. What about you? Fantastic. Uh, what have we started? What have we started on? Oh, we've been watching Colin from Accounts. Okay, I think I saw that somewhere. Right, which is very good. Australian show about. Um, a couple, a couple of people, a man and a woman, who meet coincidentally when he runs over a border terrier by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then adopt the border because they feel massively guilty. They adopt this border terrier, which has now lost the use of its back legs. Mm-hmm. So it's on like it's got like wheels on the back, mm-hmm. and um, it's about their lives. Really, it's about them sort of trying to connect and. It's good fun. Mm-hmm. It's really gentle in a way that comedies are frequently not mm-hmm. very gentle, but very well written. Right. So the co- actually, the the guy who's the lead was in that show Glitch that we watched an episode right. of right, right, right. at your place. He played the police officer in that. We have watched um, several yeah. episodes of Great News. I've not heard of that. Which is set in a newsroom in America. Okay. It's it is quite broad. Uh, in its comedy style. Um, and it's like, it's a hilarious thing where, um, a woman who works in a newsroom somehow ends up with her mum also working in the newsroom and she has like a okay. dysfunctional relationship with her mum and hilarious consequences, uh, ensue. And it's got the bloke in it who was one of the commentators in Pitch Perfect. Ah. Fred Ward? Could be. No, not Fred Ward. No. I do know who you mean. So he's really yeah. good value. Okay. Um, and the thing about it is, we keep thinking, are we really watching this? Because it is, uh, you know, a bit obvious, I guess, is what I mean by broad. But we chuckle multiple times during each episode. There's normally, okay, so it keeps you engaged. There's normally one or two jokes that will make me laugh when I think about them later. Right, well, that's good. So they're, they're pretty yeah. good jokes. Yeah, yeah. So it's kept us going so far. That's good. Uh, so we watched Colin from Accounts. We started watching a new show from Apple mm-hmm. called Bad Sisters. Okay. With, oh gosh, I can always, I always forget her name. Amory Duff is in it. And oh, Irish actress who's been in lots and lots of stuff. Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. But uh, also, Clace Bang is in it as well, who was in Series 2 of... He was in Dracula on the BBC okay. a couple of years ago. He was in Series 2 of... Actually, briefly, Series 1. Uh, the, the Stephen Merchant show that's set in Bristol. What's that called? Um, I can't remember. Out- the Outsiders? Outlaws? Outlaws, yeah. Is that what it is? I think it was called Outlaws. Out- so he played the mob out- boss... Right. He played a mob boss in that. Okay. He's a Danish actor. Okay. 
Um, yeah, Bad Sisters appears to be a take on. Um, there's a book and a TV show called Big Little Lies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in which a group of women cover up for each other about an event that happens where someone died. Okay. And this seems to be a take on that story, but it's set in Ireland. Right. And the, this character played by Clay Bang that we see in flashback is a terrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to figure out... It, at the beginning of the show, he's dead, and then we see him in flashback. Okay. So we're trying to figure out who it was had had enough of a grudge against him to do him in. I see, I see. Um, so it's very good. And it's very nice to look at because it's set on the coast of Ireland. So right. it's... So what I think that I haven't watched, but I heard multiple people talk about, was the new Indiana Jones film. Oh yeah, because it, I haven't seen uh, it. Yet. What, the only thing about it that interested me, apart from people said it seems quite good. Yeah, um, is that it has her out of Fleabag in it. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is yeah. in it, and I think she's done some writing on it as well. Right, I don't possibly. know. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I could watch her in anything. She's amazing. Yeah, especially yeah, she if is. she's writing on it. Yeah, I might be wrong. I might be getting that confused with the writing she did on uh, No Time to Die. She does a lot of writing, so... Yeah. but it's um, definitely plausible she might have done some writing. I love Indiana Jones. Right. I do not accept that there was a fourth movie, so this is the fourth Indiana Jones movie Yeah, apparently movie it's better me. than the, that one, yeah. Yeah, I did not like that at all. Right. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think I saw it, and... This has got a really good cast. I mean, she's in it. Toby Jones is in it. Yeah. Matt Smickelson is in it. Harrison Ford is in it as well. Apparently he's de-aged <laughs> by about 40 years, in it? Yeah, so they were talking about that. J- director James Mangold, because Spielberg isn't directing this one. Right. James Mangold was talking about there's so much footage, like cut footage of him. Right. That it's really easy in terms of... A, of um, VFX terms to de-age him. Right, right, right. Because right, right. they've got so much footage to work right. with. Uh, so, yeah, the, the the de-aging stuff that I saw in the trailer looks really good. Right. So it's sad for younger actors, though, isn't it? What, they can't just cast somebody else? Yeah. You mean? Yeah, a bit, I suppose so. Well, that's why they're all on strike, right? They don't want to be replaced by AI. I remember watching the... There was a young Indiana Jones series mm. that, I, that I thought was quite good. I never watched that. But I think the definitive young Indiana Jones is from the opening section of um, the third one, mm. the one with Sean Connery. River Phoenix plays young Indiana Jones. He's just perfect. Right, right. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what that one's called now, the third one. My memory's going. Um, I, no. No. It's something about the Holy Grail, that one. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> that rabbit's dynamite. Uh, third indie film. Let's see. <laughs> look it up on the internet. That's something I'm I listen to. I'm looking up on the internet do. because I can't remember it. Third indie. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the, the Last, Last Crusade. Crusade. That's it. I went to see that in the the cinema in the United States when it came. Oh out. yeah, not not just to go and see it right. for that. I was there on yeah. holiday at the time. What else have we been watching? We finished the first season of Succession. Ah, oh, I really want to watch Succession because everyone talks about how great it is. In which an event take actually, no, I, won't, I won't spoil what don't, happens don't. at the end of it. But we've started season two, right. which basically picks up 
directly from where season one ended. Right, right, right. right. With these awful people all, all being awful to each other. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either I can take it or my wife will tolerate not horrible people. I think, I think the jerk count is very high in the show. <laughs> but it is funny. We, she wouldn't watch Mad Men because there were no sympathetic characters. Well, it's kind of similar to that. I think right. there aren't, there aren't, there isn't really anybody to hang your hat on and say, yeah, I'm rooting for that person. Right. You're hoping that they all fail horribly. We struggle, we struggle with things to watch. But don't you think that Don Draper is just like the ultimate kind of tragic anti-hero? Um, really? I thought Mad Men was incredibly well done. Yeah. But I didn't want to watch the next episode, if you see what I mean. No. So it didn't really engage with you? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. But I think it was just that they were so obnoxious that I just didn't want to spend time in their company, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. But I feel yeah. I'm missing out. The other one that that I would like to find, somehow find the courage to watch more of is Six Feet Under. Yeah, that that does pay off, Six Feet Under. Because several yeah. series is in, I just, it was just too sad. It is very sad, isn't the, it? The, what really, yeah. really got to me was the way they were re-hurting each other all the time in their conversations. Mm-hmm. That was just... I just didn't want to watch people making each other so miserable. Miserable, yeah. Yeah. But in the way that that families are, that's quite a It was very well observed. Thing. Yeah, and that's the point. The, well the reason why it was sad is because it resonates with things you've seen in real life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas The Sopranos, you know, is just... <laughs> It's good fantasy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. God, um, so much of it. And I loved every Because Tony minute. Soprano is such a relatable character. Yeah. Because he goes to the, he goes to as, um, a therapist because he's worried about the ducks on his swimming pool. Yeah. 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 But, but there's so much other stuff that he's worried about. But it's so well done because, um, he is, he's an aspirational character in certain ways, right? Because he, takes control of situations he doesn't allow life to be dictated to him no and and sometimes that's with desperation because like if you let life be dictated to you you're, you're dead but sometimes it's just like someone has got to take control of this situation and that person is yeah. me and that is a, like an aspirational quality like being able to control your life yeah um, yeah, it's really compelling. He's, it's a great, it's a great series. It really is. Yeah. And it didn't go off. Like, no, it just, it just kept the quality. Yeah. Was right there. up to the end. I'm currently rewatching The Wire, actually. Oh, I can't wait to rewatch The Wire. So I'm on season three at the moment. Right, 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 right. Where, and I've just finished the episode where Omar sticks up with his new gang. Uh, a couple of women in this gang right. and a guy. He sticks up this um, drug den and it all goes really badly. Right. I'm trying... Uh, because they're waiting for him, basically. I'm trying to remember which series it is and whether it's that series. But the bit with Omar 
is probably the most memorable bit. Yeah. Um, it's also the one where one of the district, I can't remember what they're called, like captains, decides to deregulate drug dealing right, locally. Right. But he doesn't tell his superiors he's doing it. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and his the people under him are like, "What are you? What exactly are we doing here?" And he says, "Look, we're going to contain them, and then we're going to arrest them." That's what's happening. Right. And it doesn't it work out really well and then get ruined by the higher ups? Yeah. Because they're just like, what exactly, what are you playing at? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of the violence out of it and stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, rewatching The Wire off and on whenever I can. Yeah, I'd like to rewatch that. I don't yeah, think I've got so that. good. Maybe I've got a series one on DVD. Right. Maybe. I, I can't see it on my shelf. I've got it on Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. Uh, th- I think that's it, really. That's what we've been watching. All right. Anything to plug? Yeah. Anything to plug? Uh, no. Nothing. You? Uh, only Box Stacker still. There's a new level, a, the, I noticed. I've been, I've been making new levels from time to time. So for a while, just before the release, the people... I had released it to a select group of people, and... A couple of my friends and I had been making levels for each other and challenging each other with harder and harder levels and stuff like that. So there were a lot of levels that got generated through that process that I then put into the game. Mm. And then they, we all kind of dried up at the same time. We were all like, okay, we've done this now. And then <laughs> recently, a few times, I, I've actually had a hankering to play it again and, and made a few more levels. And so there's a few more levels trickling in on the forum. Box-stacker.artificialworlds.net it's really good. I haven't played it for quite some time, though. Yeah, I, I think it I was, seems like it's yeah. a thing where you, you know, you work your way through the levels and then you're kind of done. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, but I really enjoy. I really do enjoy playing it. Yeah, I, it's good fun. I, I like it. It's my favourite game of the games I've been involved in making. More favourite than Rabbit es- Rabbit Escape? I think so. I had a lot of fun with Rabbit Escape, so maybe not. But. Mm. Um, mm. I don't have much hankering to play Rabbit Escape again. Right. Um, or to make new levels. That's interesting. Why not? Don't I? But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it for a long time, so maybe maybe yeah. it's unfair to say. Yeah. Say that. What I do feel like doing is porting Rabbit Escape to web technologies so they can be on my website with my other games. Oh, that'd be a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably quite a lot of work, though. Mm. But you know. I like work. <laughs> <laughs> I like work. I like work. Yes, I do my work at at home as well. Not work, work, but yeah, the stuff that I do at at work influences what I do at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been, what's I doing? I was, oh yeah, I've been doing a lot of box stacker stuff and got really um, tired of it. And just had to get it over the line, you know, like the actual release process, trying to build mobile apps, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I tired of that. So um I and I really need to start on a, a game. I make a game every Christmas for our friends friends and family, which is what yes. Boxstacker started out as. So I really need to get started on this year's game. And I've got an idea and I've even know what technologies I'm using and all that. And I started on it the other day and I was just like, I just need a rest. <laughs> I just don't mm. want to do this. So yeah. uh, so my idea of a rest, which is a really terrible idea. <laughs> is to essentially implement the same app that I work on at work 
like a like a new version, you know, a different version of it based on different technologies in my spare time. What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, I can't just give up on this project without at least getting something working and then I'll just give up. Yeah. So what am I doing? I'm just fighting like build processes and... Uh, you love pain. Why? Pain is how something is that, you enjoy. How is that a rest from writing a nice, fun game for my fa- friends and family? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Th- Thank you. Thanks a lot. I'll, I'll watch that if I get a chance. Yeah, you'll enjoy it a lot, I think. Cheers. See you next Goodbye. time. Bye. Bye.